Lovejoy, actually. Hello. Hello. Oh, sorry. I'm Helen. Hello, Helen. Hello, Helen. I'm Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, both of you. I'm Em. Hello, Em. Welcome to Lovejoy, actually. It's a podcast about Lovejoy. I thought there might just be somebody who's tuning in, who's never tuned in before, who's tuned in specifically to this episode, who's gone, oh, that's why it's called that. (laughs) Well, I don't know why they would choose this one. Well, I do know why they would choose it. It might be their favourite. Because it is... It is bloody brilliant. A good episode. Oh, Helen's going to be like, oh, it's all right. You know me, I'm always like... You're ready to reserve your judgment. Constantly (laughs) underwhelmed. Um, So series four, episode eight, God Helps Those. By a chap who sounded much more famous than he was. Because isn't it Tony Marchant? And I thought, well, that rings a bell. He's done loads of stuff. And I looked him up and he's actually a playwright. Oh. But he's not done anything I've actually heard of. So I'm not quite sure why. I I thought the same when his name came up. I thought, oh, he seems sounds familiar. But then... In a very vague way of like not actually being able to tell you what he's written. Mm-hmm. I realise we do this every episode now. We go, oh, it's him. It's the man from the thing. Well, and then don't, every time don't worry. I've done some intensive research on the man from the thing in this one. Have because wow. there was a which specific man, which man from a thing that I was very... I have words to say about it because I was surprised. Ooh, um, right. It was one of the policemen that oh, I recognised. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there are police in this one. There are police in this one, guys. There's quite a lot of perils. Is this, where, is this where she says something like, oh, it's one of the policemen. I look really familiar. It turns out he's my brother-in-law. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> one, one day it'll be that. So um, this UK TV plays summary oh, for yes, this, go on. which we'd like to listen to. So, again, we have the first sentence, which just describes Lovejoy in a different, slightly different way every time. they picked out of the bag this Comedy time? drama series about the roguish antiques dealer. Oh, I feel like they use roguish too often. They do. They use the same. It's never exactly the same, but they just use the same words in mm. a different order. They use roguish about, what, three episodes ago? Yeah. Lady Jane and Lovejoy help raise funds for a local hospital that each have different motives. Well, that sounds like a cracking episode when you say it like that. God, I was going to say Raising that, funds for the hospital. That really doesn't sound all that exciting. But obviously as well, straight away, I was like, okay, so what's going on here? So raising funds, they're different motives. So clearly Lady Jane's motive is purely altruistic. <laughs> like she actually wants to help the hospital. And Lovejoy's is pure, more self-interested. Yeah. It's like she feels that's her role as a, almost an old-fashioned, like, philanthropic, you know, landed gentry type. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you were going to say something slightly different. Yes, I do see what you mean. And I do feel it is her It is her role. It is her role. She has power and, and authority money. in the community, money, so she yeah, should money. she should use it for the greater and good. And time. Yes, she's got time, hasn't she? So God, I... I wish I was Lady Jane. God damn it. I don't I... know. I don't want me knocking about. And her house looks a bit austere, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, it is a massive house for, like, one person that would we be did, fine we did see this episode that she does have staff because we never really see her staff yeah we saw obviously the housekeeper originally staff? didn't we I'm not sure how she can afford it. she just has yeah, well, I guess when you have wealth, like a, so. a pile of money yeah it just keeps the pile keeps getting bigger even if you spend it right it's just this show is full of people who've run out of their pile of money and in death duties and there's always characters mm, who are, yeah Lady Jane's been lucky. She has been lucky. So we open in a church, or by a church, at night. Lovejoy's eating some fish and chips. Yeah. Oh, I love that, because we've talked about fish and chips It did make before. me want to go and get fish and chips immediately. Oh, me too. They I liked so it when he was like, oh, there's I nothing. I hadn't eaten my lunch yet either when I watched it, so I was like... <laughs> when yeah. he says, like, oh, there's nothing to beat it, except all of these things. Yeah, and he's like, salmon on croutes. With a nice wine. Oh, oh yeah. I love Sancerre. Yeah, Which I was... is a good wine. 
So like he's walking by this like in the great with the churchyard eating his fish and chips, and there's a sign Thank you, sorry. saying like <laughs> Cutlass Green and Debden. Basically, we're in Essex still. Like, we're we in, Essex in Essex now. Essex. We're always in Essex now. Oh well, they must have shifted. They've had basically moved to Essex. I mean, which is fine, but it's just never really explained. Anyway. We just have to suspend our disbelief. I suspended my disbelief so hard in this episode that I forgot. I'd just completely forgotten that they weren't real people that I knew <laughs> who were my friends, who I go to the pub with. I like I by the halfway down the second page I've written, I've now completely forgotten these aren't real people. It just there was something about it that it was, was like just... a documentary. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I wonder what they've been up to this week since I've not seen them. <laughs> And I think it was help because he it, he's immediately talking to us, isn't he, when he's eating his fish and yeah, chips? Yeah, and explaining how he's a bit down his luck. That's why he can only afford fish and chips and not a sancerre. Oh, you see, I would choose fish and chips. I would have had fish and chips for my wedding, but my husband vetoed it. Oh, oh, that, that would have been hate, wouldn't it? So Except it wouldn't, because I got married in the South and they do better fish and chips than the yeah, world. And mushy peas. Oh. They don't do proper mushy peas. Have oh, we talked yeah. about this in the podcast before? I'm not sure. Have you ever been somewhere where they, they have um, crushed pea mash or pea oh, puree? Because yeah. oh. I've come across both of those in Islington and just, oh, no, it's not. No. And they always well, have proper mint. mushy peas. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, sorry, I do like stirring a mint sauce into my mushy peas though. A mint nice. sauce is different. It's different. Because it's vinegary. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just mint. It's, it's just minted, pea and mint. Minted peas and then you sort like, of mash like, them up. It's like pea and mint soup. Like tiny like potatoes. Yeah. It's like a solid pea mint soup. Yeah, it's not nice. That's gross. It's it's really gross. When you put it like that, it's not very appealing. So, but yeah, so Lovejoy, he's a bit down on his luck, isn't he? Kind of like, but not as down on his luck as some other people who are hunt, basically hunting down dead people to try and get their estate. Oh, yeah, ringing, it. ringing this was the so beautifully others. cynical as a, as a kind of um, a way out, wasn't it? Of uh, Well, let's see who died recently. There'll be a few bob to make there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so he's explaining this to us and he gets in his car and drives off and then... Ominous music. Ominous music. Random pottery is foregrounded. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, why is this random pottery just in the shop? Something's going to happen. Something. It was a Fleming's umbrella. Oh, it wasn't a Fleming's umbrella. It was a no, correct. it wasn't actual... It wasn't. It was, it was a Chekhov's gun. gun. yeah. Yes. Um, relevance. So, yeah, because, because what happens to the, then to said pottery is that at some kind of... I, I've said jeep, but I know some kind of four by four type of vehicle comes along and ram raids the shop, which the pottery is sitting in the window of. I hadn't thought about the word ram raiding for so many years because it's not. Do people do it anymore? I don't really well, know. That's, well, that's and it. Then, yeah, and I wrote ram raid. Obviously, they do talk later hmm. on, only about halfway through about ram raiding. But I wrote as soon as I was like, oh yeah. yeah. But I was the same. I was like, this is a word I haven't thought yeah. about. It was definitely a thing, wasn't it, in the nineties, like ram raiding. And I don't know why it stopped being a thing. Yeah. Because when maybe shops don't put... Do you know, I put exactly the same thing, that ram raiding was a thing when we were kids. You don't, you don't get any decent ram raiding anymore. <laughs> what's happened to all those ram raiders? What's happened to all those great ram What's happened to this country? I'm the government. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It used to be in the new, it used to be a thing when we were, yeah, when we were kids. That and car oh. crime. Car crime was a big thing yeah. when we were kids. Uh, it's not as much anymore. I know I've realised what it is. It's because I think probably the technology of the plate glass window is different now. Isn't it? Or people use shutters more, or something like that, because that was just glass. Like they they smashed through the the window, and it was just glass, and it just all went everywhere. And then they went in and nicked nicked all the stuff from this. Whilst they were 
whilst they were kind of like crunching over all this other really clearly expensive and, and yeah. important stuff. It did seem a bit, because they just smashed all the pottery that's in the window to get the other stuff well, inside. Well, he says later, rather, we're Philistines, doesn't he? Mm. He's not, uh, yes. you know, he, 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 it, it's like, you know, if you're going to burgle something, do it do it with a bit of Panache. care and, yeah. and, you know. Yeah, so ram raiding. So, so a theme of this episode is ram raiding. Another theme, so we then go to Felsham Hall where the fundraising committee for the hospital say the friends of Dalefield Hospital. I love that because I'm on so many committees. I was like, yes, this is my so area. You're a lady Jane. You're a lady I in the community. Lady. I am lady Jane. Women's Institute. Yeah. So yeah. Jane's on this committee, and basically they're talking about they want then they're going to raise money for the hospital for the baby unit. The babies in boxes. Yeah. Like plastic boxes. Well, you didn't have to explain box. to like you're only little. You must have been in a plastic box. I was in, box. yeah. I was, yeah, but I was little for very weird reasons, mm. <laughs> which we'll not go into. Which uh, Lady Jane would not care about. She would be. Yeah. She would judge all her babies in boxes. This equally. equally. I judge all my babies in boxes equally. <laughs> yeah. They do have to explain to the chair of this committee what an incubator is, basically. Yeah. I find it a bit strange. Which should have been a bit of a red flag, really, that he was... Well, do you know, did you spot, and I, I say I'm spoiling things very early on, but I, one of the things I noticed about this episode is there were lots of people who seemed jolly nice, and mm. I don't know whether I was disappointed or vindicated when I realised that they were not, because yeah. all the way through I was like, I bet they're not that nice. And oh, yes. Went, oh, they're not that nice. Yeah. But I wanted them to be nice. Um, so they're coming up with lots of ideas about stuff they can do for fundraising, and Jane says, we could sell baby dolls. And the woman across the table's like... That's a bit rude, isn't it? I don't want to sell sexy 90s. I was like, oh my God. We're talking about baby. Uh, Yeah, actual baby dolls. dolls. Or the baby unit. The actual baby. Which is actually quite a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. I just want to say, does anybody else find, and it's not just because of the whole Chucky thing, but does anybody else find old dolls creepy? They are. Creepy as When they do the sale later on. Would you like to see what I've written about them? Fuck those dolls. There you go. See? Creepy as fuck. But, yeah, okay, so uh, they all look creepy. Do you know what? I mean, once I put blimey, they all look creepy. One of the funniest <laughs> things I have ever seen, and she was so upset, bless her, my niece a couple of years ago, so she was about 10, and she bought this sort of antique doll in a shop, but it had a china face, and she knocked it over. Oh, no. On the oh. kitchen floor, and it made this sort of cracking noise. And when you picked, it was the creepiest thing I've ever seen, because when you picked her up, she had half her face, and oh, half of her face no. was the smashed in. It was so funny. Frightening. It, oh, was, no. it was. I wish I'd taken a picture. It was the most sinister thing ever. Uh, oh. My daughter's doll looks bad enough where it's missing like one eyeball and you know like eyelashes. <laughs> she, I, had she, a, I had a doll that the eyeball had like rolled back, so it was the back <laughs> of the eye, this sort of plastic thing, and it just looks. So <laughs> They're just creepy anyway. But yeah, when they so when they actually later on do have the sale of all the dolls, it is the most frightening thing ever. <laughs> but but it do, is effective and raising money. It's a great idea from Lady Jane, and the chair of the committee. It's like, yeah, great idea, and we can have it at my hotel. So we mm. find out that he owns this hotel. He seems so nice. Yeah, his name's Edwin Felt. Edwin Felt. Do you know who it was? Ronald Pickup? Yes, yes, yes he was in Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Yes, he was, and I knew you'd know that. But I, you... I love that film. Do you know Both what, films. Do you know what else he was? No, go on. He was Aslan. 
you know in the BBC oh, ones from the 80s? Oh my God, the voice of Aslan. So that's why when we were watching it, we that's were like, brilliant. this guy can't possibly be the bad guy. He sounds so reassuring. That's that was the most brilliant it was good, series. Wasn't the first it? one particularly, Lionel Witch Wardrobe, and then they and went mm, to... You can get them on YouTube. My friend who's a teacher was telling me because she shows them to her that her class. Oh, Mr. Tumnus. Do you know what was terrifying was the... And I rewatched it and realised it's really not. In Voyage of the Dawn Treader, the monster with all the scales. Mm. And then I rewatched it and went, that is the worst special effect I have ever <laughs> As seen. As a when child. I, was six, yeah. I thought that was the most we terrifying never, thing. We had nothing to judge it against. Yeah, yeah. That was the level of that was the level of special effects. So, so yeah, Aslan's there. So and then they're having this meeting and then Lovejoy appears at the window and obviously someone's like, Who is that? <laughs> And she calls him a waif and stray. She's like, oh, he's a oh, waif yes. and stray, comes around sometimes. I didn't know. Oh, Lord, you know what? A bit of me was like, oh, it's kind of funny. And then, uh, and he wouldn't mind. And the other bit was like, actually, you've been really disloyal because he's been your main friend. Yeah. All this lot don't care that your husband's buggered off yeah. and all of that. I was a bit, I thought it was a bit mean, actually. It's judging somebody, it's snobbish. It's yeah, where she was like, it's, it's a bit weird. She could have just said, she could have said, oh, yeah, that's, well, she could have said anything. Yeah, she could have said anything apart from Waif and Stray. She said, oh, it's very sad. He comes around sometimes. But um, <laughs> anyway, so, but then he goes back home and then like, Jane goes around, leaves all the committee out of her house, goes back, goes to see Lovejoy. So maybe she feels bad for calling it mm. Waif and Stray, actually. And says, like, how much do you want then, Lovejoy? Which is actually... Again, cynical but true. Yeah, I mean, harsh but fair, you'd say. He does want £500 loan. So they go back to Lady (laughs) Jane's house and the committee are all still there and, like, Edwin is snooping around at all Lady Jane's stuff. Mm. So that's where we get a bit of a hint. But, I mean... We didn't necessarily dodgy. I didn't even notice that bit, so I was clearly. There's a lot of snooping in this, uh, or in various, in this episode and the next episode, isn't there? There's a good old snoop. Mm. And then, like, Lovejoy's there, so obviously, with all the committee, and he gets chatting to someone and they're explaining what they do. In fact, maybe it's Edwin, I can't remember, but someone's explaining what the, what the Friends of Dalefield Hospital do. It's like, it's not just about raising money, it's also about blah, blah, blah. And, like, he says, it is Edwin, and he says, you know, like, things like, what to do with the contents of their house if they have to go into a home. <laughs> so that's when I was like, literally, you almost physically see the light bulb above. So I was like, oh, that's his motive. Here we are, yes. they've got different motives. Lady James is to actually raise money for babies. Uh, Lovejoy's is, you know, fleece some old people out of the contents of their homes. Yeah. So his business, and I suppose still, I just can't help feeling like the way he's like so like eager then to like get involved in the hospital to essentially exploit these vulnerable elderly people. I was not forget the pretty nurses. I wasn't feeling that, and, yeah, and you also to like nurse, get it on with pretty nurses. I was, I did feel like it was a bit distasteful. I was a bit like this is a bit like for Lovejoy. It's a, it's a, it felt a bit too cynical and a bit too exploitative. Mm. I know what you mean that he obviously does, it's not that he doesn't care about the old people. But his first thought was literally, how, oh, great, I can exploit these basically sick old people that are in hospital. I can exploit them for their stuff. Yeah. Not very nice. Sometimes he's not very nice. Oh, then, no. Sorry, then, everyone. But then is the argument that, I mean, is it exploiting? Or is the argument, well, actually... It's his, it, it is his job. It, it's his job. But also, if they are going to go into a home and they're going to sell their stuff, he will sell it for them. He will get commission. He'll sell it for lots because he'll want, a, you know, mm. or, or whatever, or he'll buy it off them, which I guess is a little bit more dishonest. But he generally will try and sell it for as much as he can and keep a big commission. And actually, who's losing out? You know, it, it, kind of everybody. What do you think, listener? <laughs> right in. We could, do, we could talk about this for hours. Is he a git? But maybe, like, in some cases, the families of the people would like the stuff. Yeah, but they're always gits. Mm. All families are gits. I'm not a git. I'm lovely. 
You're not a git, but my my. Yeah, just, well, yeah. I trust you both to sell the contents of my. I was going to say, how much do I want to use this as a therapy session? <laughs> <laughs> um. Then, this is where I've written fuck those dolls. Yeah, because I mean, so basically, like they they get on with the the sale of the dolls. There's a quite funny line where Dick Lady Jane says to Tinker, Tinker, I want you in my bedroom as soon as you can. <laughs> oh, he's like, and he literally is like, runs up there. Because he goes to value her, not the bear. She's got Millie the bear. She wants to keep the bear. Aww. But anyway, that makes sense because it's not a sale of bears. Anyway, it's a sale of dolls. Did, did you have soft toys when you were little? And yes. do you still have soft toys now? I do <laughs> still have some of them. I had a, a dog inexplicably called Jane. Little dog, oh. and um, I yeah, called Jane the dog, and then I had another one that was just called Dog, because um, I've run out of names. Oh. And um, now, so my natural mum buys me teddy bears. So now, oh, I've got, so my mum would buy me teddy bears. I've got teddy bears now because I think she's making up for the times that you know she yeah. couldn't buy me stuff. So yeah, so my mum buys. So me you, teddy bears. so you are getting soft toys now. And I've got a clanger that makes the oh, noise, which is That's cool. That's just a nostalgia. I've got thing. bagpers that used to say all the bagpers things, but he does it yawn though because bagpers. Well, that's the thing. But he used, it was the sweetest yeah. thing. He used to, but the thing inside doesn't work. Oh, anymore. I think we might still. Ha- I can't remember. So I'd have to perform surgery on it. I think to. I keep. I keep sort of slightly worrying about because my son's got lots of soft toys but he's getting older now he's going to be a teenager quite soon oh, I can't like, believe your son's going to be a teenager <laughs> I know, it's so really old. weird um, and I was talking to my husband and he's like yeah I think he's got to attach those toys and then we realised it's our fault because all of the toys have a completely mad backstory <laughs> so like Monkey Aris who is his main beloved toy was inside framed for a crime he didn't commit that's amazing and uh, lovejoy basically so when he basically came out it's lovejoy. <laughs> when he came out he couldn't get honest work well he, he was trying to get honest work he used to be a private detective but nobody would hire him because he'd been inside anyway so this is why my son's so attached to his toys because they've got their own got well-rounded characters <laughs> but yeah so jane's not selling millie the bear but she she has about a few do- she has a few dolls out and she's like, oh, I'll sell this one. Like, and Tink's like, are you sure it's worth like a few hundred pounds? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to raise my bills for sure. But why did she sell all her dolls? Yeah. She's got a few. She's like, I just want to sell that haunted one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all horrible as well. They are all horrible. Oh, there's definitely a short story about a doll that, I don't know, that's, I that's can't remember it. About it. Yeah. I say all the child's play are all about mm, a creepy yeah. doll, aren't they? Yeah, but there's a reason why. I mean, they are creepy. creepy. And then, so, before the sale happens... Lovejoy has then also been he's selling a, a Sheraton bureau very mm. nice it is too yes for for Jamie his yeah. just random guy Jamie so he takes it to a dealer and he's like yeah you know I want to sell this you know puts it can you, can you sell it for me and basically they agree to like sell it split the commission so there's this there's a Sheraton bureau gets introduced which becomes significant significant later and then we have the the, the auction with like the creepiest thing ever literally I mean oh my god it's terrifying. <laughs> I love Hel- Helen Scott, some kind of. <laughs> I wish this was on TV and not on. Uh, uh, radio. It's really terrifying, but um, you know, it raises lots of money for the hospital, so it's it a does. good thing. Love a good auctioneer. He is. We've seen that before. Yeah. That when he when he did the whole purse that was actually not a purse and it was a contraceptive. Yeah. Thing, <laughs> way way back at the beginning of series two. And there's a mysterious uh, yet handsome stranger there who's a bit dodgy. I couldn't figure uh, out what his name was. This is a this is a guy we I assume was French, and we find out it's Belgian. Monsieur, like they, they put out they pronounce his handsome. name in I about. I thought he looked. Um, well, he was quite short. I thought he looked slimy. 
He was playing quite. He was playing a bit of a. He kind was of, a slimy character. I was going to say wide boy, but he wasn't actually a wide boy. Was and there's he? always he was a just... shadowy character at the auction, and they always turn out to be. You know, but he's called something like Monsieur Fouget. Let's oh, Fougier. I do know what he's called because. And I didn't realise until right at the end when Eric says something, and I was like, "This is why we need you, Eric." Oh, his his name is yeah. His name so I is. I presume it's Fougé, and it's it? spelt forget in the titles. Oh, so Fougé, Fougé, a bit like Poirot. Ah, c'est bon. With an O T at the end. <laughs> I told you about that American thing, didn't I? I don't know if that's ever gone on the podcast. Oh, when she was... when she said, "What is the de- what is the nationality of the detective Hercule Poirot?" <laughs> And then he said, Hercule Poirot was Belgian. And this woman went, well, I don't even know what that means. Because <laughs> this chap's Belgian. Yeah, he is Belgian. See, always linking in. Monsieur uh, Fauger, so he's there. Played by Henry Goodman, who I then didn't bother looking up anything about. Sorry. No, but he was very, he was very, he was very familiar. He's been in lots of things. Yeah. Like, we always say that, but he has. And I was like, this man is not French. Because I thought and he was French for ages. He's not French. He's not French. But he was Belgian. Doing, he was doing well, as, as is the way for Lovejoy, it has to be someone doing an accent, usually quite badly. Not always, though, because the one guy that we thought was doing the accent badly actually was <laughs> actually French. French. <laughs> it sounds like Pierre <laughs> Olivier. Vial's we like... name was like Pierre Francais. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're like, oh, okay, maybe he is French then. <laughs> and then, so he's, so he's lurking around at the auction. And then, meanwhile, there's some other dodgy happenings going on with the ram- back at the Ram Raider Central. Yes. Ram another... Raider Central, the headquarters of Ram Raider. Yeah. Ram Raiding HQ. Where they're using another vehicle, obviously, and changing the number plates, Olfs. Um, and so we, but we, so we presume they're, plan- they're plotting another ram raid. Mm. And for, then, for people who plot one, they don't seem to have done it very well because whenever they do it, they just like just smash the shit out. Uh, of yeah, get in, get out, it's get not, in, get the yeah. stuff you want, get out. Look, that, crash and grab. Then we go to hospital. Then we love to oh, decide yeah. to like do you his see, This is why I like him because he sort of he goes in there with I think you know not quite bad intentions but you know self-serving intentions i didn't like it i don't know why because normally i don't mind lovejoy flirting at all and i find it quite endearing and and he's good at it and it's attractive but it. i didn't like him flirting with that no. nurse and i couldn't work out why i, I, think, think, it great now. I think it grates now though uh, she's at work and she's at work and, also and she did seem significantly younger than him she was yeah. a lot younger but again that was even you know, in the eighties, in the or nineties, twenty eighth of February, nineteen ninety three. This was broadcast, yeah, well, and we're, uh, so that you know that was it wasn't unusual to see yeah. on TV. Whereas now, I think the ca- I don't think you would have a character like Lovejoy doing it now because he's not meant to be seedy. Actually, mm. yeah, you know, yeah, I he's think, meant to just be. He just loves life, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think I think I tell you, I could see doing it now. Is that have you ever watched New Tricks? The cat, the character in New Tricks. Oh, I haven't watched it for a while. Was played by um, Dennis Waterman. I could see his character doing. That. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Dennis Waterman reminds me of my dad, though. So. Like I could see him flirting with a nurse, mm. sing the theme. I was literally just thinking of the thing. Like sing the theme tune. <laughs> it's alright, it's okay. Doesn't really matter when you're It's alright, it's okay. Getting to the end of the day. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, the words. I can't remember the words either. Oh, I love that anyway, yeah, yeah but to be fair, so he does go in with these like, like I say, I feel slightly dodgy intentions. And the first lady he talks to tells him to She's shove hilarious. off. hilarious. She was hilarious. My, my friend like, shove off. I'm like, yes, you tell him. My I, was, I was like really happy about that. My friend's just had a stroke, so I was visiting in her in hospital. And lots of the old women in there were like that. They were like, piss off. Whenever the nurse came over and I was like, 
oh well this is nice isn't it <laughs> Rachel Ruth was like get me out of here yeah, maybe, oh, maybe saying to a nurse is a bit I mean but saying to Lovejoy in this context I think was, was, enough, was bang she's on quite, she's quite a wise old thing isn't yeah. she and then he meets Florence. I love Florence. And not just because she's played by Liz Smith, but oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Liz she's played Smith. By Liz Smith. Has Liz Smith been old forever? I she's know. Dying. She's dead. She no, is she, dead, is she dead now. now. She de- yeah, died about... In fact, I looked it up because I wasn't sure. 2016, she died. So how old? Oh, no. She was, she was 95. So, okay, let's work it so out. So she was like not, seven, 73 or so. Wow. Early she's 70s. been old for a long time. Did she, did she not start acting until she was old? Or have I made that up? I think she might have done. Because I remember that they did a lot about her when she died. And then I loved when they did the Christmas special for the royal family. They had her face on a bauble. Oh. And that made me oh. very sad because I thought she was lovely. She was in a lot of stuff when we were little. Mm. She just was, and like you said, she's always been an old woman. Like since we were little, she's been an old woman because she, she has actually been an old, old woman. woman. Yeah, yeah, she's already in her seventies in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, Helen, you're so obviously yeah. much quicker than me because I've just looked down at my notes and this is where I've written. Is Lovejoy trawling for antiques? Question mark. So literally, right up until that point, I think I thought he was just wanted to be a friend of the hospital because who would have wanted to? <laughs> it didn't occur to me uh, until see, she whereas says, I was getting angry about it. I was like, yeah. Lovejoy, why are you being such a? Anyway, so then, so then he so he meets Flo, Florence, Liz Smith, and then we go back to the dodgy guys, the Ram Raiders, who we presume and they've got these like pictures of some antiques that they are looking at. So we presume, okay, these are the ones they want to nick. Mm. And they're going into this. They're they're ram raiding, ramming, ramming. They're raiding by ramming. They're raiding they're by doing, ra- they're raiding, and they're doing so by ramming. They're raiding by ramming the <laughs> shop with the Sheraton in. They <laughs> are. But before we before they do that, we have a little... there's some superb alliteration in that sentence. Oh dearie me! But before they do that, we do have a little bit more. So Lovejoy, so he's chatting to Flo, and he's like obviously trying to you know sort of. It's just making friends with her, but also he's got this ulterior motive, and he's he's saying like something about um to the nurse. He says something like, "Oh yes, my name's Lovejoy, my name and my nature," which is a bit again. It's just a little bit creepy. Yeah. I mean, it's creepy. I'm, I'm, maybe I miss that totally. Yeah, I'm just, that's why. So I was like you. I was like, I don't like this way with the nurse. And then we and then he's chatting to Flo and she is going into a home and she doesn't really want to. I love her because she's a bit naughty. And yeah, also she's, she's smart. As soon as he says, because he's is. like, because he, he, she goes, oh, I've got to go into a home. Just wondering what to do with all my things or whatever. Don't want my don't want my son to get them. She and we be, find oh. out why later because yeah. he is actually the just a total asshole. Yeah. And Lovejoy says, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I've got a friend actually. Um, who you know, sort of an antiques dealer, so he might be able to help you. And she's like, she's oh, like, oh, oh you're, you're in the antiques mm. trade, are you? So she's she's a she's smart nice. old cookie. And they're kind of giggling together. It was nice. They had good chemistry, didn't they? But then, yeah, then the Ram Raiders are back and like they smash up the Sheraton, basically. Which was painful to watch, and I don't even know really what it is or care about antiques. And even I was going like, oh. It was quite a nice piece of furniture. Oh, like, yeah. I, I like a bureau. Oh, I love a good bureau. I love Romy. a bureau. <laughs> I think it's because people don't have bureaus anymore. We, we... <laughs> I love a bureau. We used to have a bureau. Oh, we yeah. had a bureau, but I didn't think... Can anyone anyone stop saying bureau, please? Bureau. You've got a bureau. bureau. <laughs> Do you know what one is? Yes. Would you like one? I'd like, I like I'd one. like one. I actually was going to get one. I'd like I think I might one. still get one. I was. You can still buy them, and they're quite nice. You can. They have them in John Lewis. Yeah. Um, so, so, so they smash up the bureau, which is obviously a bit of a problem for Lovejoy. He's meant to be selling it for for Jamie. And then, so it's the morning, and Lovejoy turns up and looks at this smashed up shop, and then Eric and Tink turn up. I don't know what happened to me this episode. We know that I like Eric. I just adored him this episode. And at this point, where he stood 
in the window looking at everything that's smashed up and he, he's like, oh, I can fix, maybe I can fix the Sheraton or do something with it. I'm like, oh, you probably could. And I was like, oh my God, your hand's in the broken glass. You need to move Aww. it. I was so concerned. Aww. I was like, Eric, be careful. In the meantime, like, they're le- it's like Lovejoy is crawling all over this crime scene. Apparently that's fine. Yeah. Because the police are there and they've cordoned it off, but then Lovejoy's allowed to just walk all over it even though he's got nothing to do with it. That was, and part of me thought that was foolhardy at best, given that surely he knows they're going to try and pin something. Yeah. yeah. They always they do. Always Have do. you not watched the programme? Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing I was thinking at this point was like, they all seem really concerned about the loss of this Sheraton and all the stuff in the shop. And I was like, surely an antiques dealer has insurance. But no, we find out, no. Of course he doesn't. Of course he doesn't. I mean, come on, seriously. No one in this programme ever has insurance. They never have insurance. Just get insurance. When do you have like a fake a fake Roman pot in a shed somewhere? <laughs> yeah. In a lock-up. Yeah, yeah in a lock-up. That's, that's, that's insurance. insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where the police turn up. One of the policemen, I've written this They're down. horrible, the policemen. They're really, really gittish in this. They, they obviously are. want to pin it on Lovejoy because it's just And they're not policemen that we've seen before. We don't know no. these Where's policemen? Dennis? Yeah, yeah where's Dennis? Dennis, Dennis would have been much better. But one of them, the guy in the check shirt, I was like, oh my God, I know the that The larger guy. guy or the smaller guy? Yeah, and he had like blonde, kind of curly hair in a bit of a widow's mm-hmm. peak. I know that guy. I saw, well, the whole program was like, what the bloody hell is he up for? I'm going to have to go and look it up. I went and looked it up. And he plays Anthony in Truly Madly Deeply. Oh, I've seen Truly I've seen Madly that. Deeply, I would say, 500 times. And Anthony is the autistic guy on the bus oh, who says, well, is Nina on your tree? To um, uh, Michael, or Mark, I can't remember his name, the magician guy. And I was like, How long is it? 25 years. I have assumed that that film actually cast, had a diverse cast. But no, it was a man pretending. And I know that's what yeah. acting is. But I was really <laughs> cross. What was, was really that wonderful cross. piss take that was like, I pretend to be someone. That was, oh, in, it was when they were taking the piss out of your man who plays Gandalf. Um, in uh, Dead Ringers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pretend to be someone. Yeah, so the, yeah, the coppers, they're like, Saying to Lovejoy, like, is this your is this your vehicle? And he's like, yeah. Like, why has it got a big flagpole on the back? Um, because I'm going to do some kind of flag related charity thing. <laughs> I wonder if they think that his flagpole has was the was the ramming implement. Mm. But I mean, as if, come on. I mean, Lovejoy's not going to like park up his van with the like offending item right outside the shop. But anyway, and then J- Jamie, who owns the Sheraton bureau, turns up and is like. You know what's going? What's How's my Sheraton? Yeah, and Lovejoy's like, oh yeah, it definitely wasn't in this shop. Eric and Tinker like just getting it out of the back. That was actually it was a little bit slapstick. Good. The kind of no, not hit nothing to see here. Definitely yeah, not the Sheraton. They're just like hauling the bits of it, the, the, the remnants truck. of it, onto the back of the truck. And then we see I've written French guy in Gimbert, but what we find out is obviously he's Belgian. But the Belgian, so Monsieur Forger. And it, I love the way that um, Monsieur Forger says Gimbert's name. He's like, Gimbert. Gimbert. Charlie Gimbert. Charlie Gimbert. Sounds less of a dick if you put it like that. Yeah. Um, I've been writing his name down here as Monsieur uh, Flubbiders. Well, because it sounded, every time someone said it, it was <laughs> it like, sounded different. it sounded everything between like, Foitier, Forte, Forger. It was just everything. Anyway. Anyway. So, friend, so the Belgian guy goes to see Gimbert. Were you guys alright at this point? Gimbert. Because there was a grandfather clock. And I did. Was I was concerned that. that you might have to turn it off. Because we'd already had the creepy dolls. <laughs> now there's a grandfather <laughs> clock. 
That's why it might be a bit much. It's too sinister, this episode. Uh, well, that's but you don't actually know that it's a clock. I mean, you... you, you so basically, they're looking at this picture and they're describing it. So from the description, you can figure out there's a clock. Mm. But actually, well, I would like to think it's because of my superior antiques knowledge that I now have. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's not gleaned from... It's not completely of... obvious that they're talking about a clock, is it? Um, but do... they are, anyway. Yeah, so basically, Farger wants... Gimbert to find him like mm. a particularly nice long case like grandfather clock yeah and they talk about being European partners and it was I really know sad. there's a lot of that in this um, an age of hope oh, yeah. are you ready as, uh, as Eric said are we ready we need to be ready don't think we're ready anymore <sighs> <sighs> anyway. so Gimbert yeah looks at this picture of the clock and, he, and like Forge is like can you find me a clock like this and Gimbert's like yeah, I reckon I can. And he's thinking, right, I think Lady Jane's got a clock like this. Well, no, he sees it in the paper, doesn't it? Because in the front of the paper, there's a yeah. picture of Lady oh, Jane and, and her dolls. And, like, hasn't she done all of this yeah. nice stuff? for the, Look at what she's done for the community. And there's a grandfather clock behind her. And he's such a conniving little shit that he... He yeah. is horrid, isn't he? Really he? Is. And so overtly horrid. I mean, he's a caricature, really. But he is actually believable as well. Mm. Oh, he's, yeah. He's... So he goes round and, and, oh, him trying to ingratiate himself is just the most disgusting. It made me feel a little bit dirty. He is, mm. he is horrid, but... just have a shower. He is horrid, but he's kind of also a bit, like, bumbling, isn't he? He's not just, like... He's not like a, you know, arch nemesis of Lovejoy who... You know, yeah. He always gets things wrong, so... Um, so, yeah, and then in the meantime, Lovejoy is still getting questioned by the police... And he's like, well, yeah, you know, they all have stolen to order, like, and it's all going to Europe, like, it's not me. And then they seem to be convinced. I don't know. And then, like, yeah, this is where Eric and Tink decide to take all the bits of the Sheraton and try and make something else out of it. Like that programme, what's it called? Bangers and Cash? Oh, the one where they go into sheds. Shed and Buried. I love these, these ones. These are amazing. You do, is it just the puns you like? I like the puns. And cash. Is it the puns? There's, well. there's one more that I can't remember what it's called, and it's really funny, and I can't remember what it is. But they basically go and get like old broken furniture, and then they make it into something else, and then they sell it to people who've got like those shishi homeware stores for like six hundred quid. It's not called like we saw you coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then they give the money back to the people who gave them this stuff for free it's great oh, but it was just like that like Tinker's like oh yeah. we, we we can't make it into the Sheraton yeah, again but yeah. we can do something else with it yeah and then yeah this is where so they do decide to do that and then this is where Gimbert puts on the full on slime oh, goes to see Jane so pretends awful. to be interested in the baby appeal ugh no, I mean Jane presumably doesn't see through him, but but in fact she doesn't because she's like, right, what is the most demeaning thing I can give you to do, or that you will find mm. demeaning? Like it isn't at all. Because he thinks he can just like you know throw money at this, so he's like, oh, I'll give you one hundred and fifty quid for the appeal. And he's, she says, and she's, oh yes, how lovely. Go here, have a sash. Yeah. Oh, would you like and a, a, and a collecting tin? Would you like an etymology point at this? Yes. Juncture. Yeah. Why not? Um, she says, here's all the bump. Yeah. Where does bump come from? Don't know. Do you not know? I thought you would know I this. Don't tell me it's an acronym because I don't believe it's It's not. Good. It's short for... I don't believe in acronym. Right, I'm probably going to get this wrong now, but I'm, I don't I've got... believe. I refuse to Well, believe. they're mostly not true. <laughs> it's true. Um, I might get this slightly wrong. Potentially there's an insert here. Um, <laughs> it is short for bum fodder because it's like the kind of rubbish one, paper, like leaflets, stuff that you didn't need that you would use for toilet paper before oh. there was like... Regular Andrex, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Bum Andrex. For Andrex. Pre B. They're not sponsoring this, <laughs> I no. wish they were. That'd be quite useful, wouldn't it? I'd quite like to be sponsored by Andrex. That'd be cool. <laughs> like we might get a free puppy. Yeah. Oh, oh. 
A podcast puppy. Yeah. All of our own. Oh. Oh. Anyway, yes. So uh. Gimbert's being a villain. And Jane had her lovely spiral jewellery on again. She oh, did. Yes. It, it was very nice. She's got good taste as Jane, except sometimes, occasionally not so much in like puff sleeve dresses. Mm. But yeah, in, in the meantime, so yeah, Gimbert, she goes off to get the bump. And Gimbert's there taking Polaroids of her clock. It's sleamy. Sleamy? Sleamy. That's cross between sleazy and slimy, which is probably quite a good word. <laughs> That's a good way to describe him. Sleamy. Like that. Sleamy. Yeah, so she gets him all the stuff and is like, here you go, go and do some collecting. Thank you, Gimbert. Ha 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 ha, which is great. Yeah. So she's on to him. Of course she is. Yeah, and obviously she tells him. And she wants to humiliate him. Yeah, and he does try, he, she, he does question about the clock and she's like, obviously the clock is not for sale. Go away, Gimbert, as if yeah. I sell it to oh, you. Gosh. Even if it was for sale, I wouldn't sell it to you, you slimeball. She doesn't say that, but I imagine that's what she would like to say. But she's a lady. <laughs> and then they're all out collecting, and then I've written, horrible man robs Jane for bag. Oh my God, Jane got mugged. That's what I've written. Do you know what, though? A little bit of me, even now, thought those two must be in it together. Yes. Like, I, like I, when I got mugged, <laughs> which was literally exactly the same thing. Because the guy who mugged me was really little, so I just shouted at him and hit him with my keys because they were in my hand and he got very scared and ran away. I've got a great image of you <laughs> now. Go away! I don't oh. know why I've made you sound like one of the Monty Python women. Sorry. <laughs> I was like Terry Jones in yeah. his man back. I was so angry and I don't know why I was so angry. I should have just given him my stuff. It didn't no, matter. I don't know. I'd have been um, angry. So he ran away and then this other man kind of came down the street and said, oh, what's happening? And in the scuffle, I'd thrown my bag into a garden yeah. and I was like, oh, that, he was trying to take my bag and then the guy went in the garden and picked up my bag and I was like, what are you doing? And he wouldn't kind of give it back to me and I just snatched it back out of his hand. I was like, what are you doing? Go after him. And he just kind of stood there and I was like, go after him? He took my bag? And then he sort of half-heartedly ran off. And when the police were talking to me, they were like, the older guy probably got the younger guy to do it because if he got caught, yeah. he wouldn't have, you know, it might have been a first offence or something. And I was like... Oh. Yeah, I was. I felt very clever because I did figure this out. Like at the time, yeah. I was like, they're clearly in it together. I thought it would because otherwise like, it was just too convenient. Mm. Yeah. So basically, this guy snatches James' bag and runs off, and then another guy Good rest, wrestles it. Inverted commas. Wrestles it. Very, very handsome young Jason Fleming. Who's Jason Fleming? From I don't know. <laughs> I'll insert it. Is, is he with a is your um, He's from Lockstock and stuff like that. Uh, Gangster films. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm pretty sure he was in that really dark Christmas Carol that was just on. He's very who he hot. Was. He's just very hot in a very nineties way. He was super nineties hot. Yeah, but so, I don't know how what it was about him because you could see the same person now looking the same. There was something just. It wasn't just how he looked. It was his whole like I think demeanor. I don't he was, know. Like, the most nineties like it reminds me of all my teenage crushes. There was something happening this episode that made everyone attractive because. I thought Eric was super hot all episode. And so, I was like, what is happening to me? So the good Samaritan then obviously gives Jane back her bag. And Jane's so grateful that she takes Dan, Danny, his name's Danny, for a coffee. And he explains, oh yeah, I'm a student. I'm at the poly. Mm. I'm looking for some work over the summer. She's like, oh yeah, great. You can clean my windows. <sighs> Jane. Well, I suppose if you've had a shock... You're not thinking straight, are you? Even Listen, I've written, I think Danny might be dodgy. Again, it seemed a little bit of a long shot on his point. He's, he's gone, right, and I'm inevitably going to end up in her house. Mm, and yeah. Inevitably, 
Like you think this is that's a lot of effort to put into a possibility, isn't mm. it? Exactly, especially like cleaning the windows, which is literally the most convenient thing he could have been doing, as we find out later. Unless he'd been like stalking her. Well, she's well known, I suppose, for being quite philanthropic. Mm, she just yeah. bought papers for it, so I suppose he could thought he could sweet talk her or mm. whatever. But I, the, and then we see Gimbert, who's actually out like shaking his tin, which is funny. <laughs> it's but, not a euphemism, but um. But I did wonder, like, why did he actually do it? Like, if he just had not done it, what would have happened? Nothing. Yeah. So he could have just not done it, which is, would just seem like quite a gimbert Maybe thing. there's some sort of speck of decency. A tiny it did make me one wonder fingernail. If, it, it did make me wonder if somewhere inside gimbert there is a heart. I don't think so. Well, because otherwise, why is, he, why is he bothered standing out there doing this collecting? Who with his cigar? With his cigar? It's not even like Jane was... He could have just not done it, and she would never have known particularly... I don't know. I just thought maybe it was like some show of like humanity somewhere in there. But anyway. A glimmer. Maybe not. Maybe not. So then, yeah, so Danny cleaning Jane's windows and they're all very... Obviously, obviously Jane fancies him a bit. He's a very attractive She brings him a beer. She brings him a beer. And it did make me just long for summer. He is attractive. He is attractive. Yeah. So that they and I did wonder about safety because it didn't like it was like and also I was like you can only clean like the first like the ground floor of the first floor <laughs> yeah where's the risk like, assessment <laughs> I was like how are they going to clean like the the remaining the rest of the mansion but anyway maybe she doesn't ha- care or maybe it's only you know for show and yeah it's just, it was just to give him something yeah. to do as well wasn't it exactly to, to have an excuse to help him out um, and Gimbert's told Mister at this point I've written just fnug. F- yeah. <laughs> I've totally given up. Because literally, he, what are they calling him? Yeah, he's told him he can't get the clock. Jane's not going to sell it. And then dodgy Mr. Forger is like, oh, I'll turn on some Gallic charm. And I was like, please don't. Ugh, no. <laughs> Gross. And then Lovejoy has obviously... Lovejoy, we now see Lovejoy at Flo's house. Oh, this is very This is a very good. comic scene. Yeah. <laughs> Deliberately, so, almost painfully comic. Basically, <laughs> an intrude... Well, someone... So Lovejoy's at Flo's house, like, looking at her stuff, presumably, like, at her invitation... And someone else comes up the path, and basically Lovejoy's reaction is rather than just like thinking, "Who is that?" to pick up this like antique rifle and point it through the window. I, think at... he was, I, I he thought was he was just playing with it. He was just playing with it. He was just going, "Oh, this is nice." And, and the, the other guy and the other guy sees him and, sees him and, and, and just runs. Oh, I, I, don't, I didn't, I didn't think he'd noticed the. But and also, we'd already we know that he'd found the uh, what are they like can, candle candle. They were salt cellars. We found out at the end. I had no idea what they were. They were like little salt pigs, almost weren't they? They were like bowls because it played that music that is that mysterious music that means he's found something special his, his divvy senses have come exactly. to life so yeah he spies the, the pair well I just put a pair of silver ornaments but then we find out later on that they're salt sellers so he's found know. those he's dicking around with a gun well done Lovejoy um, and Philip who is Flo's son because he's in Flo's house sees him through the window and jumps to the immediate conclusion that someone has broken into the house with a gun and just legs it and calls 999 which is exactly what I would have done I mean to be fair it's not that unreasonable even though Philip is a bit of a dick like that actually that wasn't that weird so yes yeah, so the arm literally the armed police show up the armed or like all the police in East Anglia probably, probably every armed policeman in East Anglia it was quite intense it was a bit yeah, a bit it was quite intense come out with your hands up or was it hold you was it put your hands up put your hands in front of you whatever yeah, so it was put it was all your weapon on the ground and you put your weapon on the ground he's going what weapon he manages to talk his way out of it very easily. Yeah. He just goes, 
look, this is the gun. And he just, they let him just go back in the house and to bring the gun out. I mean, again, if this was a real situation with our police... But bless them, they've probably never had to deal with it before. No. They've been waiting, like, their entire... Since their training, ten years before, <laughs> they've been waiting to deal with an incident with somebody with a gun. And I love the fact when somebody does, you let your guard down, they just go... I'm just going to nip in and get the gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. Go on, off, okay. Off, off, you, off you go. So he shows them this, like, yeah, dodgy old rifle, and then, yeah. So he gets away with it, as Lovejoy always does get away with it. I mean, come on, I mean, honestly, like, the number of times that Lovejoy... I know the police are suspicious of him, but the number of times that he comes in contact with the police, like, he gets away with a lot, doesn't he? It's his charm. It's but his then, charm. actually, could they have done him for anything? Yeah, they probably couldn't. Because he, he, well, he had her key. Yeah, he has her permission. Because they say, oh, she can confirm this, can she? Yeah. And he goes, well, yeah. Yeah, go and ask her. Go and ask her. And then so he takes the sil- I put silver things, like the salt cellars, to flow. It's and just says, a lovely moment. I thought it was nice. Go on, sorry, Kelly. Well, okay, go on, tell us. Did you think? Did you think? Did you not think it was? Because I felt like they were being really conspiratorial with each other. And he's like, "Do you know how much these are? They're four grand." She high fives him. That's what I thought. Was yeah, nice. I and thought that was quite sweet. Helen looks so unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and she, he, she says, "Well, you can sell them for me, and then you'll get the commission." So I thought it was cute. Well, why did you not think it was cute? I just didn't register. Just a business transaction. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're having they're having a negotiation about business. And also, he is bonking the nurse by this point. Definitely bonking the nurse. So I see. I missed that. How do we know he's definitely bonking the nurse? Well, he goes into the nurse's residence at night and comes out the next morning. Oh, quite yeah. yeah. He, he yeah, chases. He literally it. chases her inside. But oh, to be fair, she's it's a bit Benny Hill. She's being it? willingly chased. She's she's giggling, and it is nice. In general life. <laughs> I, the thing I want about here... I'm opening my Because, like, you know, because um, she's like, oh, because the flow says, oh, great, you know, you can sell them for me. That's great. Because I need the money. And I was like, why do you need the money? And so I was like, so... Because obviously, nowadays, we'd be like, well, obviously, if you're going to a home, you need the money. Yeah. But was this just not as an issue in 1993? Was it, like, a different... I think it's become more of an structure, issue recently, Or, it? like, was I'm it just sure, the care homes were cheaper? Or... There's some sort of, there's a different rule now, isn't there, where you can't gift, oh, I can't remember what it is, but it's really complicated. Isn't now a proportion of your wealth has to, if you have above a certain amount, because this was pre-Labour government, Mm. so this was a, this was still uh, John Major's government, where I believe, somebody can correct us, but they probably had more people, they allowed people to keep their own wealth more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just the way that, like, obviously nowadays, if like an old person needed money, we wouldn't, even, and they're about to go into a home, you wouldn't even question why they needed it for the home. Whereas here, it's like, oh, what do you need the money for, Flo? And it turns out she doesn't want to use it for the home anyway. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, interesting point. Um, interesting historical point. Historical. Historical observation. Yes, because obviously 1993 is now history. Oh God. Um. Oh, God. But yeah. So. <laughs> And then we see the the masked the masked intruders, who we presume are part of this like ram raiding gang. Well, I'd written, how did crooks get into Jane's house? And of course, we find out. Oh, later bless you! <laughs> yeah, but this was before we. Knew no, I didn't know. I, d- I didn't know. I think I had figured it I, out. I, I, as far as I, I, they've come in through the window. <laughs> I'd sort of. I, I suspected, and I wasn't mm, sure. I before. had not even got that far. I tell you why I said that though, because a, a bit of me, I was thinking, surely she's got a burglar alarm. Mm. You know, or whatever, but I guess if he's Mind you. Because she was out, wasn't she? Yeah. Was she out? No, she, she was, was asleep. Because oh. she wakes up to the sound of the polar. And I really thought they were going to make something of that because she'd heard 
Gimbert take the Polaroid of the clock when she was out of the room and come in, like, way back yeah. when he was looking at the clock. And she'd come in and said, what was that noise? And he said something rubbish about thunder. And I thought, like, it was going to come into play, but it didn't. Um, so she just woke up and then was like, hello. And they just liked it. Yeah. But they, t- they were t- taking pictures of her stuff, obviously, mm. again, to see, like, to t- I guess, to tout it around for business. Like, oh, Lady Jane's got all this stuff. Who wants to buy it? We'll go nick it for you. I mean, I've got a burglar alarm, but I never said it. Which I really should, really. But I don't. You'd think, wouldn't you, that Lady Jane would have one, though? For the downstairs, mm. even when she's asleep. But the reason I don't say it is because sometimes I might want to get up in the night and get a glass of water. Yeah. And then I just have to yeah. un- undo yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to And when that. you're knackered and thirsty. Yeah. Or half asleep. Or... Hungover. Or hungover, yeah. Or drunk, yeah. rather. You'd or be drunk, drunk at that point, wouldn't you? Yeah. But yeah. So maybe she was like, yeah, that's why I'm not going to say it. And then Lovejoy comes out of the nurse's residence looking very... Um, very pleased with himself, obviously having a very bonked, smug bonked the nurse, which I feel bonked. is the appropriate word in this. Bonked is a great word. We don't. Use I feel that's what they were doing. They, when were, they, they were definitely bonking. Yeah, bonking. <laughs> and his truck's gone. So oh, he's no. like, comes out all like, yay! He's an old cock of the walk, and yeah. then he's deflated. Oh, my car's oh. gone. Where's it gone? Uh, mm. So he has to get a lift to Jane's on Eric's bike, and um, you know, get some. And then, oh, that's right, because Jane is obviously concerned then about these intruders so she wants to chat to Lovejoy about it so he turns up on Eric's bike and they have a chat about it but I think they just I mean there's not really a conclusion is there other than yeah there was probably some dodgy men in your house yeah and they were taking photos because they yeah. are looking for specific things to nick or something um, and, and then Danny turns up see at this I was so I was so like you know um, well I had suspected earlier on that he was dodgy Danny like when the whole thing happened but at this point I was just like because then he turns up and says oh Jane you know thank you so much for your help like here's a gift for you you've been so kind to me actually I've now the job centre of family like a permanent job so I don't need to do this job anymore yeah, I know yeah. I was, I was so, and I literally was I like, was willing to, that to I, have been wrong yeah and I was like oh and I was like oh well that's that's great, but then what was the point of that whole plot with Danny then? Well, and I was kind of thinking, oh, they were trying to wrong foot us with Danny. They were trying to lead oh, us yeah. down that path, and maybe yeah. it's not him. Because maybe, yeah. Because yeah. I was quite convinced by his uh, his gift. He, he was, yeah. And then, also, it just seemed a bit. I don't know. I, I, a lot of this sort of didn't ring true. Because why would he leave? Surely he'd have more of an alibi if he was still there mm. and going. But it couldn't possibly be me because I was here. And, and my fingerprints are on this because yeah, I was working here. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it would have been more plausible for him to stay. Maybe he's just not very good at planning. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So discussing. So Jane Lovejoy discussing these intruders, and then Jane mentions to Lovejoy about Gimbert also mm. coming round taking pictures. So Lovejoy's like, "Oh God, is Gimbert involved in this?" So he goes around to see him. Gimbert's house. I'm sure. Have we said this before? It's so nice. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Oh, I've written, I've written it down. Is this my antique yeah. of the week? Gimbert oh, has this a house. nice house. That's all I wrote. <laughs> it was so nice. It was so nice. Nice conservatory at the back. Yeah. I was like, how is he that wealthy? I mean, I know he's like done loads of dodgy deals. Mm. Thing, but... Well, maybe he come. Well, he doesn't seem to come from a wealthy background, though, does he? Mm. He's not like posh. He's very nouveau riche. He is new, very as we said that before, and in, in just the worst way. Mm. But they say, like, so he'd love to explain it again, but he's like, oh, you were around at Jane's looking for this clock, you're involved in all this dodgy stuff. He's like, no, I'm not, it was Monsieur Fourget. He wanted to find the clock. And then they go, then they go to see Mr. Fourget, who's been staying at Edwin's hotel. Mm, and he's checked out. He's not there. I quite enjoyed in this bit that they told us where he was flying from. He's flying from Stansted. I was like, oh, thank you. So we don't have to have a big, long conversation about where... 
Forge went to and how he got there. Oh. Which is but our yeah. favourite thing to do with so foreign guests. Gone. He's gone. <laughs> and um and then they're like and then Edwin's like, Well and cause so Lumpjoy and Gimbert turn up looking for Monsieur Forget and Edwin's like, Well I hope you're not gonna spend all day looking for Monsieur Forget because the charity flag hoist is happening this afternoon. I had never that heard the phrase. The hell is a charity flag hoist. And I feel like I've been involved in a lot of charitable things over the years. I don't think I've ever never been, been to been a, a flag hoist. A flag hoist. No, it's but, not a thing. Is it, but it is a thing for the Friends of Delfield Hospital. Well, it's definitely a thing because I've now written it's down... It's the most exciting thing that's ever happened in the area, by the looks of it. Yeah. A lovely flag hoist. And so yeah. I was quite willing to so believe got, it was a where thing. Where is the bar set? <laughs> <laughs> well, very low. Very low. I was going to say... A lovely flag, flag hoist. There are lots of people there. There's a lovly buffet with, a with twiglets. I so wanted to eat twiglets. I do. I was, I was craving twiglets. I actually almost bought some afterwards. I was watching it late in the evening, and so I couldn't. Otherwise, mm. I might have paused it and gone out and bought some twiglets. Very suggestible, the pair oh, of you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're at the flag hoist, <laughs> and then Lovejoy spots his his truck, doesn't he? So like, oh, it's yes. been nicked, and he's like, "Oh my god!" So he like jumps in Gimbert's car, which is how they've got there, which is it? a Rolls Royce, right? Yeah, or a Bentley. It's a fancy car. A fancy car. I do not understand car. anything that isn't like a Fiat or a. <laughs> yeah, it's a Rolls Royce in the yeah. next episode. Just anyway, so they, he sees the truck and he jumps in Gimbert's car and. Um, because interestingly, they've come in Gimbert's car, but you, when they arrive, like Lovejoy's driving it and Gimbert's in the back. Yeah. Is that just because he expects to be chauffeured? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he jumps back in Gimbert's car and um, follows the uh, his truck, his own truck, back to to Felsham Hall. And we this is when we figure out, oh yeah, it's the uh, it's the Ram Raid gang. Mm. It's the Ram Raid gang. So Lovejoy chases them off and then <laughs> all sort of chases them, gives chase, whatever. Truck. I just... Ri- Truck ends up in Lovejoy's truck ends oh. up in comedy maneuver onto hay truck. It's, it's literally like very you know, Italian job. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. All, all I've written for that bit weirdly is showdown at Hall. Oh, very good. And so I oh, very good. Oh, very good. I, I enjoyed well that, that car going onto a hay truck. Well done, that writer. But I didn't actually write down what happened. Yeah. So, that, so basically, yeah, they get the, so they kind of you know get the Ram Raiders. And they, who is it? Um, who are the Ram Raiders? You, may, you can read my notes. Oh no, sad face, it was Danny. Danny and his mate who nicked Jane's bag. And Jane uh, looks so hurt. She looks so hurt. And it's at this point that I realised the window cleaning was a ruse to get the window open so they could get in. Like It took me until that point to realise that. But again, a bit of a long shot, because wasn't it her who suggested the window? I mean, exactly. it's all a bit odd that he's <laughs> like, convenient. wow, this has gone better than I expected. <laughs> Not only has she implausibly invited us to her house, offered me a job. She's offered me a job that will involve my opening of the windows. <laughs> um, now, at this bit, Eric was the hottest he's ever been. Uh, really? Yes. Was he though? Yes. This is where, this is where he turns up. So this is basically... So this, he was being really tough and the, like um, protecting them all. Yeah, the, the context is so that then we see like the Belgian... So Monsieur Fourget, who isn't at Stansted. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. He's not getting on no plane. He's He's got a boat. This has been used before. Again, yeah. this, this is very, oh, we're all going to run away with a, boat, a, boat, a boat. boat. I I wrote, we haven't had a boat for a while, is <laughs> yeah. what I wrote. So, so they're, Mr... they're loading up the antiques, presumably the stolen mm. antiques, on a boat. Edwin is helping Monsieur Forget. They are in it together. And then I wrote... I thought Edwin oh. was nice, but he is not. And then I wrote, and Eric hasn't got wet for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Oh, it's it's time. timeless now. 
So basically what happens there is they're loading the antiques on, in, onto a boat. So we find out, this is where we find out that Edwin's in on the whole thing as well, which I hadn't mm. picked up on. And Mr. Forger, whatever his name is. Forger. He wants paying in Deutschmarks. Why does he want paying in Deutschmarks? No, marks? no. Edwin wants to be paid Oh, Edwin wants to be paid they're worth more. It's a strong Exchange currency. Exchange rate. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Rather like the euro is worth well, then more I've, now. Well, then I've been like, did the euro put a stop to this? Not until 2001, was it? 2001? Yeah. Um, then I've written, oh God, I can't deal with this. I think that this might be where Eric was wearing his baseball yeah. cap and so sunglasses. Then, so then Danny turns up with, <gasps> with Eric. So it's sort of Eric's pretending to be Danny's accomplice. And to be fair, he does look quite... And I, I he actually, is doing I wrote, super Eric, good acting. <laughs> Emma had already told us, listeners, that she really fancied Eric in this episode before I watched it. So I wrote, Eric looking hard, lol. Is this where you fancied him, Em? Yes, it is. I mean, I knew it. I mean, it was kind of obvious, really. <laughs> so beautiful. I love him. So brave. listen to this podcast? I hope not. not actual Eric. If actual just... Eric listened to this podcast, from his very successful antiques business, I'm sure, actually. Antiques and restoration. Yeah. Surely. He's doing, like, restoration now. And distressing yeah. items. All being yeah. well, he would text me. But as Eric is a fictional character, it's not going to happen. Do you reckon Chris listens to this? <laughs> maybe. No. Chris, it was very I'm good sure acting. he's listened to a couple, maybe, but mm. I don't think he's <laughs> listened to a couple and come, that's not for me. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, like a head I've, I've got better things to do with my time. <laughs> Chris, Let me so just remember sorry. these episodes as oh, I want to remember I love them. Chris. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. He was such a nice, he's such a nice man. So basically, so, yeah, so Eric's there pretending to be sort of Danny's sidekick and they're like, unloading more of the um, antiques, whatever. And then Lovejoy, Jane and Tinker are there as well. And then basically, like, as again, as happens all the time in Lovejoy, they sort of confront Edwin. Yes. So Edwin comes over and is like, oh, what's going on? And they're all like, yeah, we know what you've been up to with these antiques. And he just kind of, like, confesses. Really. So many echoes. This reminded me of the one with the golf club, wasn't it? And then various yeah. things. This has happened so like times. They just want to be caught. Where they go, oh, all right. I, I confess, but it's alright because I'm rich. I can buy my way out you of know, it. I didn't. There's only ten minutes left of this episode, so I better quickly go through them. <laughs> oh, alright, you've got me. I'm rich. Here's some money. And then obviously, Forge sees what's going on, sees that the game's up, and decides to get off on his boat. And this is where he poodles off on his boat. Eric jumps in. Oh my he's god! He's in the so... water. Oh, so brave, man. This is the he episode. Missed. He missed. Well, he I... always misses. <laughs> But this is the. I do you remember right at the start of this project, the, the Lovejoy project, as I'm calling it? And okay. I don't know if I've said this on air, but I've definitely said it to you two, but potentially two years ago when we both started. There was an episode. Two years! Doesn't sound flowery, right? Mm-hmm. I think it has, hasn't a it? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I remembered that there was an episode of Lovejoy where Eric did something and got wet. I know there were a lot of those episodes. <laughs> So I couldn't quite, I didn't remember which one it was particularly. And I remember saying to my mum, as a 13-year-old child, 12-year-old child, actually nearly 13, I love him. I just love him. And my mum saying, oh, I dread to think the sort of man you're going to marry. And I remember thinking, if I marry a man like that, I will be so happy. Although, actually, I think I thought, I'm not going to get married, that's so weird. Wasn't it National Wealth? Was it National Wealth or was it Raised the Hispanic? No, was it National Wealth? Because he got wet before, right? He's got wet more. Oh, he's many got wet times. a few times. He looks lovely wet. Anyway, I mean that out of context would sound bad. Is all I'm saying. Oh, it just sounds so. I mean, weird. it sounded fairly bad in context. But Eric, yeah. Eric was incredibly useful at this point as well because he calls Monsieur Forget, uh, Forget, 
And I was like, oh, right, yeah. I know what it's called now. You see, I spelled it all And I through. actually spelled it for, at this point, I spelled it without having read the credits. Forget. 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 Yeah. So I had figured it out by this point. <laughs> Meanwhile, I wrote F-O-R-G-I-T. Thanks, I, Eric. I F-O-R-G-E with an accent. Oh. Oh, oh, no, no. Well, I did also put it with an R at the end. <laughs> like Fabergé. <laughs> okay. Because that's one of the things I thought they said... That was genuinely one of the things I thought they called him earlier on, Fabergé. That was on my list of potential names. So Eric's very wet and wrapped in a blanket, as and all then, men And then Eddie's trying to get out of it. It's sort of like, oh, it was nothing to do with me. Oh, it's fine. I, I'll return your things to you, Jane. I mean, for all we know, they're on the boat. I mean, I don't oh, know. Oh, they've been destroyed. A lot of them have been yeah. destroyed because they did it indiscriminately. I mean, that's the other thing. There's a, a separate level. Lovejoy, he doesn't like the dishonesty, but the fact that they've done it in a way that this... Uh, I don't, know, don't really know what word to use, but that they've such disdain for mm. beautiful things. Yeah. Which he um, doesn't like. But he tries, he does what loads of people have done in loads of episodes. Oh, I'll buy my way out of it and let's all just call it quits. Mm. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'll just give you. Because basically, the main thing that, to be fair as well, Lovejoy actually wants money from him for the Sheraton. He's like, Edwin, this is your fault that my Sheraton got yeah. or the Sheraton I was trying to sell got smashed up. I want I want compo. And, um, and he's like, oh, yes, yeah, so let me just write a check. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not right. No, I want your things. My favourite bit where um, Eric was shivering wet was when Tink gave him a drink out of his oh, hip flask yeah. and said, "Have some central heating." Oh. Like, oh. And then he, be- then didn't he go? All right, not too much. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so I thought it was ready break that was central heating. Oh, oh well, they yeah. had the ad, didn't it? The advert that central showed heating for kids. Little boom, mm. little boom, so, little so, so, so central heating for kids. So central heating for adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is uh, uh, your hip flask. Um, um, at some point, somebody calls somebody a euro thief. Yeah, I think <laughs> for, euro thief. I think Forge is a euro. Yeah, so, so basically, they take some of Edwin's things that they quite like the look of up to the value of the Sheraton. Bureau, and they demand that he resigns from the fundraising committee because quite well, rightly too, should do. Yeah, as he should, should. His, his um that level of dishonesty, his and integrity has been called into question. And then Lovejoy and Jane drive. Mm, oh, they're going back to Fashion Hall, aren't they? And I just thought it was very. I thought it was lovely this bit where Lovejoy was like, "I'm really knackered. Can I just come and sleep on your couch?" And she was like. I've not been a very good judge of character lately, have I? And I was just like, it's not your oh, fault. Jane feels they caught you. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We all got it. We were well, like, oh, we've watched this programme. We know how this plays out. These what? are all going to be bad guys. What? It's so obvious. Where is Lovejoy sleeping that Lady Jane's couch is better? I think Lady Jane's couch would always be better to him. That's true. Better than the nurse's home. Yeah, because it's different. It's a different kind of... Love. I was going to oh. say a different kind of bonking. Sorry, it everybody. Is, it is, though. It's, just, it's, it's different. It's love, not sex. Yeah, and, and it, it is. is. It is. And on the way back to let James, they the police cars going the other way. So I assume that they oh, called yes. the police mm. to. That like, bit made me happy because a bit of me was going, why after his quite impassioned rants in earlier yeah. episodes is he letting the rich people get, get away, away with it? it? And he hasn't. So actually, it's great because he's played him for a complete fool, mm. and um, you know, basically. Said, yeah, all right, yeah, give us all this, give us all this, yeah, a bit more, a bit more. Okay, great, that's fine now. And then called the police on him, which I think is good. And then we have the loveliest the coda. Oh, yeah. Where they sell, they sell the silver salt sellers at an auction, flows ones, for four and a half grand. And she gives the money to the baby appeal. Which is so And cute. she says, oh. I, why I didn't oh. write this down, I don't know, but she basically says, this is an old life. 
giving something for new lives. lives. It was that almost reincarnation, oh, this God, idea. I loved it. it was really quite philosophical. Yeah. I just love Joy donate his commission as well. I think that's what we as well, yeah. isn't he? He goes a bit soft, doesn't he? Yeah, it's all very lovely. And he's wearing very smart clothes because the, the reporters are there to take pictures for the paper and everything. But it's not quite all well that ends well because then Gimbert turns up looking for his car. <laughs> yeah. Which God knows where it is, I can't remember. And, um, and then Jamie, Jamie turns, turns up, up looking for his Sheraton, so... <laughs> But presumably at least Lovejoy's got the money to give yeah, him. So they, the yeah. thing that I liked was when Jane is holding the baby and he's standing next to her and he looks really scared. Yeah. The look on his face was so lovely. It was beautiful the way they did that final shot. It was. Shot. I mean, it, it was, was so good. posed and silly. It, but was, it was really, funny. really, really nice. Aww. I really loved this episode. I, I did, just actually. I really did. Loved it. And it had I like a Eric. good vibe, a good feel to it, didn't it, mm. as well? Because it was about something nice except for the creepy dolls. Yeah, but even that kind of added to it. Yeah, light, I like it? the creepy yeah. So, a mark out of ten. I don't know why I did a weird voice then. Yeah, so, well, mark, um, mm, mark, I get a feeling Helen this? is less impressed by this episode than we were. I loved it, Helen. Well, we watched a different episode. Is it, just, <laughs> is it because of Eric? She's, she's pregnant and tired. Leave her alone. She's I think a... I like the next one. I watched them together, and I think I like the next one better. I'm quite torn between the two actually because I did love the next one as well. I really, really liked so, it. But I, yeah, I think I think it was that there was like you say, no one was quite what they seemed, which was interesting. Yeah. That made it interesting, like finding out that Edwin was also in because obviously, like I'd kind of figured out by that point, Danny was dodgy, mm. obviously, and everything. So, I didn't have a clue about Edwin. Though. I didn't know that Edwin was in on it. No, no, no. So that was quite like it was. I can guess guessing. that he would be in on it. Mm. Actually. Yeah. So it kind of kept you guessing, didn't it? So it was... I guessed he might have an ulterior motive, but I think I thought his ulterior motive was more about looking good in the community. Yeah. Yeah. It was more that kind of ulterior yeah, yeah, motive yeah. rather than being actively dishonest. Yeah. yeah. I think he wanted a foot in the door rather than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like it gives you good standing, yes, doesn't it? Exactly. If you're chairs of lots of committees, as I know. So I did, <laughs> so I did, enjoy, no, I did enjoy it. Uh, and it did make me want to eat Twiglets, which is great. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it seven out of ten. Oh, I just bloody loved him in this. It's little go hat. On, go on. Be what are you going to give it? What are you going to give so it? What, Mark's at 10 then. I'm going to give it a 9. I've, like, I've, I've done a 9 before. Yeah, I'm sure. I've, I think I've done a 10, but that was Eric of Arabia, which, you know, that's always going to be yeah, up, up there. there for me. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. Well, I'm going <laughs> to give it an 8. It was solid. There are better episodes. There really are, but I just enjoyed oh, it. It was lovely. Liz Smith. It's like a little... Oh, and she oh, was great. She, she was, was brilliant. So she was brilliant. It's always brilliant to see Naughty. her. Stuff. I do love twinkly-eyed old ladies. My grandma was one of them. Mm. My grandma was awesome. And I remember going and giving her... Because she, she had um, Alzheimer's. So she didn't really know who anybody was. But she still had this right naughty sense of humour. And I remember we gave her a box of chocolates and she was eating them and eating them. And my dad said... Uh, you're going to stop. You're going to have your dinner soon. You're going to spoil your dinner. And she went, I don't care. <laughs> and this, this naughty little northern lady. And it was so... And Liz Smith just reminded me... Oh, I hope I can be a, a nice, oh, elegant, I'm twinkly like, old lady. I think I hopefully I'm going to be a naughty old lady. I'm, oh. I'm a naughty middle-aged lady at the moment. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, so it's the next step for us all, really, exactly. isn't it? So I'm going to give it an A. What was your antique of the week, guys? I want Gimbert's house. That's quite a big antique, isn't it? <laughs> It's Maybe just, that's not an antique either. Is a Twiglet an antique? It's not, because you still have them. No, no have unfortunately, Twiglet's But I mean, food. I wouldn't serve Twiglet's at a buffet. I think having Twiglet's at a buffet is possibly an antique. I mean, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop 
thinking about it. I'm so sorry. Whenever my mind drifts off, it's just Eric in a baseball cap. It's gone. Well, so um, so I think my antique of the week would be, would actually be a, a boring, sensible one. Would I, I actually really like the Sheraton bureau? I know it was, it was actually furniture. it was lovely. I, was like I do either. like I do like a nice bit of furniture, like a nice, well made. Of whatever mm. it was walnut I'm going to pick the creepy oh. dolls though because actually oh, no yeah. I don't like them there's something they, so oh I might um, have you know intense about them people who have like a whole room in their house oh yeah like all the dolls just sat behind, on the wall behind glass the just staring at you oh, all of them would you ever have to go into that room it's like an no, episode of Doctor night. Who though isn't it oh there must be an episode of Doctor Who with, with creepy dolls oh I'm sure be. there is I don't watch it but I mean right in listeners oh Chris who nearly watched Doctor Who oh really but we got Sylvester McCoy, which was fine. Oh, wow. Yeah, Chris would have been better. Chris would have been better, though, wouldn't he? He would. Hotter. Hotter than Sylvester McCoy, but Sylvester McCoy. I mean, that's not, it's quite a low bar. I mean, I, you know, no offence, Chris, but, you know. Did you, did you learn anything? What was your, oh, you went to the Charlie Gimbert's house. Yeah, which seems a little bit like cheating. I might have Millie the Bear. Oh, oh yeah, we like she was very cute. Because I like the idea of having a toy from, I don't have anything like that. I don't have anything from even being 20 let well, alone being 2 you could broaden it out and just have you know your toy from childhood yeah. that ratty you know missing an ear or whatever it is mm. this little, little you know but yeah um, so do we learn anything this episode I learned that I was right to fancy Eric from the beginning I'd stand by it he's a beautiful brave boy I learned trust no one <laughs> out for themselves including Lovejoy which that's, I think that's why I get, it makes me a bit sour I do think I still think there was a, a lot of cynicism was. to that whole like I'm going to go and like you know talk to old people and get their stuff mm. so right, well. I think that that's pretty much all we got to say about, um, about God Helps Those episode. thanks for listening everyone and rate, review and subscribe in various locations oh and talk to me on Twitter people have stopped talking to me on Twitter and it makes me sad at Lovejoy A Pod. Maybe we're in a Lovejoy lull. Maybe in a Lovejoy lull. Well, we've got more followers. Every time I look, we've got more followers, which is sort of. Maybe they're all embarrassed. Mar- now. Mar- By Santa effect. They're like, oh, there's loads of other followers now, so someone else will tweet. Yes. Now I want you all to talk to me. Um, uh, there was, there's several things in this episode that I need to cut out, so if you'd like to hear those, join us on Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Lovejoy, actually. A deeper insight into our slightly bizarre lives. Yes. <laughs> My lust-filled fancies. Well, if you don't want to make a regular payment, you can um, you can give us a little bit of a bit of a boost, boost. on coffee, Kofi. We don't know how it's pronounced. K O hyphen F I dot com slash lovejoy actually, and you can give us a little little couple of quid if you think that you would like to donate to our wonderful cause, which we'll use for various very, things very like getting a PRS license so we can sing. That might put you. I was going to say, is that is that I really going to encourage sing. them? That's my mm. favourite bit. Alright, see you later. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.